Knees out, you know what I mean? Okay, let me got, lock got, in. You got to breathe out here. It's hot as hell. Got my sound torn. Do you got your mic together over there, bro? I think I'm good. You can hear me? Fix it. Come on, dog. What's wrong with it? Get right, bro. Get right. Mike, get them right, man. Why? Has-Been's podcast, man. Episode six, man. Thought I was fine. Season four, you're never fine, bro. You just be you. You be tripping, yeah, that's bro. Debatable. That too tipsy. He yeah, he tipsy, man. He t- JD, go ahead and hit the door, man. We we it's too many children in the building. There we go. Appreciate it, man. Has been's podcast episode six, man. Season four, episode overall. I think we had like one forty two, man. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Shouts out to us, man. Hand claps to us, man. Gotta clear clear your ears out with them gunshots, though, man. Make sure you're listening, man. Shout out to my dog JD in the background, first and foremost, man. We getting this park song for our first week. Clap to JD in the background. He getting his, his park song. We gonna try to convince him to come back. Okay, he say he here. We got a special guest in the building, but we first off we got Mike and Twan in the building. Shout out to them first and foremost. Special guest in the building. Let me get my laptop on. I got something special written up for you, Drew. I got something special written up for you. Let me get to straight to the intro, man. I wish I had that, like, Michael Jordan shit, you know, when the, when the Bulls, they were introducing the Bulls. I got to get that shit. I really got to get that. But until then, you know what I'm talking about. You used to know, like, 98 finals. You're like, shit, Jordan about to come out and give him 40. Iconic. Yeah, that's an iconic sound. So that's going to go in my after action review. I'm going to get that added next week. But until then, oh, we just, be, he's, he's in the military. Action, action. action you already action. know. You already, <laughs> the AAR. The AAR. You already know what time it is, man. Let's get it, though. We got my boy, man, all the way from NYC, man. Spring Valley. Spring. I was about to say, I got you. Spring Valley, New York, Tuskegee grad. Fill us in on what the degree it was in again. Sales and marketing. Sales and marketing. Bremer. Worked Bremer. in TV and film, BT, VH1, Tyler Perry Studios. Worked in tour and artist management, marketing and branding guru. Worked with General Tires, Def Jam, Sprite, Martell, Jameson, Avion, Milagro, Patron, Tito's, Hilton Hotels, founder of R&B Untapped, Fly Nation Movement, Aware Brand. Again, Skeegy. Don't forget it. In the building, my dog, Drew Sanders, man. Everybody give him a hand clap, man. What's up, Drew? How you doing, man? First and foremost, stop clapping. Thank you for coming through, man, giving us some time, man. We appreciative. We seen you at the MVP uh, All-Star game. You was like, let's lock it in. We got it locked in. You wasn't playing. You came, pulled up. So uh, appreciate you pulling up with us on that one for sure. We gonna we gonna get into a lot of shit today. Before we get into that, man, I just What's need to say thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank y'all. You know what I mean for allowing me to be on y'all platform, man. One hundred and what forty? Forty two. One hundred forty two episodes. Yeah, man, that's consistency right there, man. I'm that's glad, what we trying to do. I'm glad to be a part of it, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate okay. it. This going this when we look back at all this, I tell all my partners, man. Fifty, we gonna be sitting on yachts, thinking about damn episode. You remember one forty two? In this little, you know what I mean? In this space right here, it's going to be a crazy space next time you pull up. You know what I mean? So, uh, shout out to the elevation. Shout out to the consistency. We got a lot to talk about, so I'm not going to waste a lot of people's time, but we got to get into our moment of silence. Get right, Mike. Moment of silence to our social media, man. Make sure y'all tap in with us. 
Wildcard TV on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite social media um, platform as YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Wildcard Sports, Wildcard TV, the Hasbens Pod. YouTube, again, makes you subscribe to us, Wildcard TV. Yes. And for our listeners, because they crazy, we actually got a good... I'm really appreciative of our listeners, because it's like, when the views are down on YouTube, I always go and look at the listeners. I'm like, okay, they're still here. <laughs> they love we got something. They're messing with us. So, shout out to our listeners, man. Y'all keep subscribing to us on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Apple Podcasts, obviously. Google, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're there. Everywhere. So tap in with us, man. Moment of silence real quick to that. During this moment of silence, you grab your phone and you go tap in with us. Let's get it, man. Straight into it, man. My dog Drew in the building. We're going to jump straight into it. We got a lot to talk about, but first and foremost, we're going to talk about your journey. You go from being raised by a single mother in New York, attending and graduating from to the illustrious Tuskegee University, starting multiple brands. I mean, from Fly Nation to R&B Untapped, a wear brand, um, to working with marketing and branding with some of the top companies in the world. I mean, we talked about General Tires, Dev Jam, Sprite, Martell, Jameson, Avion, you know what I mean? All, Patron, you know. These are household names, especially out here in A. You know what I mean? <laughs> especially out here. Yeah, sure. sir. Outside. But, you know, from going there and then uh, now your 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 newest Endeavor wear brand is being featured in Foot Locker, bro. So the journey, man, let's just first off, how are these experiences from your childhood all the way up until where you are today? How have they shaped your mentality and your mission? Man, that's, that's a good question. Um. You know, as the first thing that pops up to pop up in my mind is uh, just being the, the only child. You know what I'm saying? Like, always having a lot of time on my hands to be creative as a kid, man. Being the last key kid, mm-hmm. going home, you know what I'm saying? Nobody there, you know what I mean? For, the, for sometimes, you know what I mean? Because right, mom's right. out there working, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So being able to just create and then also leaning in on my neighbors. You know, I grew up in an apartment building with, like, a lot of different ethnicities, man. Puerto Ricans, right. Dominicans. Uh, Jamaicans, Haitians, uh, Ecuadorians, you got you name it, man. So just getting that flavor and that culture, you know what I mean, just growing up and soaking that up as a kid. Um, and then just being a creative, man. I remember just like just me and my cousins just making music at like 12, 13 years old, you know what I'm saying, just for fun. And, you know, uh, and, and then I always had a dream that I wanted to be like Puffy as a kid, man. I don't, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I- for real, when I first, you know, I seen you, obviously, you way older than me. We talked about it. You was on the way out with me and Twan. Yeah, he, tried, huh? he tried to age me out. No, no, hell no. Hell we no. Hell same, no. We in the same We in the same group. Yeah. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just talking about, like, you know, from from the college perspective, he was a lot older than me. Yeah, we were seniors when we were freshmen. So I, I thought you, you gave off the Diddy vibe then. I'm like, man, this dude, Drew, he, the Infinity back then. You feel me? It was like just the energy. It was like you always it was life of the party, yeah. kind of the good New York energy. That's what I felt from you from the jump. So to say that that was one of your inspirations was like, yeah, you gave off that energy for sure. <laughs> and still do. And yeah, still do. Appreciate that, man. It's a Scorpio energy. Is it? Y'all both Scorpio? Yeah, it's a Scorpio energy. Yeah, the New, the New York with the Scorpio is just you yeah. You bound to have that type of energy, huh? Makes sense. Absolutely. And, and a hustler, too. That's the other yeah. part that, that, that I, I left out at first is that you also was a hustler, man. Yeah. And I always seen you just, if, with the, if it was people who was hustling, you were somewhere near them people who was getting it in. You mm-hmm. feel me? So. Yeah, the energy. It's crazy. I mean, and then I also say like my mom's man, like you know, 
My mom worked in the, in the entertainment industry. She did, She still does. And just having that early experience, you know what I'm saying? Like, seeing my mom work with all these different celebrities and these, these rappers and entertainers and stuff like that, I was like, this is something I want to get myself into. Okay. And i always seen it since, like, the age of, like, three. You know what okay. I mean? So, you know, for me, it was just like, it was kind of, like, destined for me to do what I'm doing right now, I feel like, just off the experiences. Okay, so... Yeah, I did forget your mother definitely was in that industry. And yeah. So do you think that that experience did give you the confidence up front to, like, step out, put yourself out there? Because um, I know, you know, a lot of people in college, we, especially at that age, we don't, we're not confident we're putting ourselves out there. And I remember you, like I said, you were, didn't have a problem putting yourself out there, trying new things. I mean, you be hosting shit. I'm like, he just do everything. You feel me? <laughs> Whatever it is to be done, Drew yeah. gonna he gonna. So that, that take confidence though, yeah, because 100%. when you really get out here and start doing shit, it's the first time you realize you don't know a lot of shit. You know yeah. what I mean? So the confidence to put yourself out there, learn. You know that's that's paramount. You know what I mean? So yeah. you attribute that to definitely having that experience with your mother. Um. Definitely, I would say it's a little bit of that in the, mm-hmm. in the fabric, but I think for me to get that that confidence, man, I feel like when I got to Tuskegee, it was like my second chance almost, mm-hmm. like in life, even early at 17 years old, because I, I, early in life, man, like I, like a teenager, I gave up on a lot of things that I was passionate about, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just had this like small town quitting mentality, you know what I'm saying, I just didn't, because I, I didn't see nobody else doing it that was right. close to me in proximity, you know, we've got TV, we got 106 Apart, we got all these different things, right? But, like, in proximity to people around me, I didn't have that. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'm going to quit if it didn't go my way. So I don't know, something, like, came over me going down to Alabama, like, fresh from New York, and I was just like, yo, I'm about to turn up everything that I'm doing in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, this is my chance, because I wasn't trying to go to college, out of high school, and it wasn't even an option if, mm-hmm. I was, if I wasn't playing sports. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, and I didn't get any scholarships. I didn't get anything. I quit actually football in the middle of my senior year. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So even getting letters from like these schools and stuff like that. And I was just like, yo, I'm done with sports. I don't think I'm going to school. And then when I decided to go to Tuskegee, um, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm about to create something here because I was bored. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, time, yeah, I was hella bored, man. <laughs> and, you know, and I was like, I always wanted to have a, a record label. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I'm going to find some talent here on campus. So my first artist I managed was like my sophomore year in college. Really? This kid named JR, R&B mm. singer, JR Rayford, man. Shout out to. Like I know that name. Yeah. I man. feel like I know it too. Yeah. So, and that was like, I was sophomore and I was just like, I'm getting into it. But so to answer your question, man, cause I could get long winded. Um, definitely it's a, it's a blend of all of that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I think I got the self-confidence because I was lacking it. And in order for me to get that, I had to like. Find this space within myself to kind of like create this like archetype or this character, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To like hone in, and then I did it at school, man. And you know, and then also people gave it to me too because I was I was giving it up crazy. So people were like, nah, nigga, this you, you him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they feed me, they feed me, yeah, nigga, but, yeah. So there, so but that's what you yeah. need because that's definitely what you yeah. need sometimes. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, okay. So, <laughs> kind of staying on the mother uh, and, and your mom, yeah. do you think that, you know, being raised by a single mother ever impacted how you kind of looked at relationships and in the opposite sex? 
and the opposite sex. So just oh, relationships man. in general, and then like dealing with the opposite we got, sex. We got straight into some deep shit. Yeah, we gonna we, uh, we, we, we ain't we, playing we, out here. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't fuck around. I'm about, to, I'm about to get into a therapy session, man. <laughs> right, uh, hey, let's go. Nah, nah, seriously. I wish man. I had an ottoman and kick your feet <laughs> up, man. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I mean that's a good question because I think a lot of men, specifically black men, who are raised by single mothers, gotta get over this hurdle when it comes to loving um, women. Like, because we are, I mean, for me, like, it just depends on the household. Like, you come into a household and your mom can be loving on you crazy, and then that creates a good relationship on how you show up in your relationship with your woman and how right, you love right. on them and stuff like that. Or it could be a household where you didn't get that love because your mom wasn't taught how to love. Mm-hmm. So it was hard for her to love on you the way, you know, mm-hmm. you probably mm-hmm. needed to show up in the relationship, right? Because our, our relationships with our parents, especially our mothers, is a direct uh, reflection of how we deal with our women. Correct. Um, so uh, I, I think that um, it definitely played a huge role. Um, but I think for me, what I got out, out of it is like, when I'm in it, I'm in it. You know what I mean? And I think that my love for my mother and then my and then the love that she showed me is like, you know, I, once I make that decision, I'm loyal to the core because that's how it was between me and her. It was just me and her against the world mm-hmm. growing up. So it's just kind of like if I find that partner, I got to ask that kind of the perspective I have. Okay. You know what I'm saying? What about with your overall relationships with people? Is that the kind of the same energy where it's like you, your loyalty kind of is even with just like, you know, homies and friends and things of that sort? Yeah, no. Nah, I, I, I didn't grow up with a lot of friends, man. I got a, a lot of associates. Uh-huh. My friends is very uh, small circle. I feel you know that. What I'm saying? Like, but I got a lot of associates. You would think I had a lot of friends. Yeah. You know, just how I associate with people mm-hmm. and how I connect with people. Um. But, um, yeah, I'm loyal to the core, bro. And that's why I don't have too many friends because I've been hurt in friendships. Yeah, and people, you know what I mean, hurt me and let me down. and yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me to let you into, you know, close to me like that, I have, it, we have to really court, even as friends. I have to court you. We got to go hang out a couple times. I got to see you. <laughs> yeah. Especially nowadays, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And all relationships. Yeah. All relationships. So I think for me now, as an adult, 35, you know, you know, I'm, I was thinking to myself, I was like, damn, like, what is, I know I'm creating new friendships in this phase of my life, but what does that look like for me? What type of people do I want to attract in my life? crazy you know think what about what kind of, how, how, what kind of conversations do I want to have, you know? Um, and I do believe in you can find best friends. You know, some people are like, hey, my friend says, you know, I grew up with this person. He was eight, nine, ten years old. Right. But people grow and evolve, right? Yeah. So in this new phase, I'm like, who's going to be that that rod, that, that that homie, that BF. And I hate to say it because, you, know, you know, I might get paused on it, but, you know, my best friend or my good friend or, or the brotherhood that I create now in this new phase, with this new mindset that I have and this new energy that I'm getting, right. you know what I'm saying? Because you're definitely going to attract who you are. Mm-hmm. So um, as as I'm evolving and transitioning, I'm like, all right, what does this look like for me in this friendship, friendship-wise? That's that's me because I, I, re- I realized early, especially like when you say you evolve, because yeah. we talked about, like, I was on some shit. Back in the day. Yeah, and it's like the minute I decided I don't want to be on that no more and I wanted to kind of change and get on some shit that was more positive and geared towards my future, Mm -hmm. you realize like them day ones, if they not ready to get out of there, they you going to either, they going to weigh you down or you going to slow yourself down sitting there trying to convince them to kind of either believe in you or or come with you, you know what I'm saying? So for you, you got to branch out. And in in this phase of my life, I kind of find myself I got new kind of besties, like the guys I hung with. You know, I still got, a, like, you know, that close circle yeah. that I came up with is 10, 15 years in the game. But a lot of the people I'm really, really close to and, like, talk to now, 
you know, I met four or yeah. five years ago. You know what I mean? Let me ask you a question, Kale. What up? The maturity growth, the growth part that you spoke about. How many people Because of the way they acted or the way that you acted. Oh, and as man. you matured into like who you are now, how they serve you the block. That's crazy because it's like a lot of the people I wouldn't fuck with back in skiing are all the people that I'm like cool with now. <laughs> and it's like all the people I hung with at Tuskegee, I'm like muting them on like social media because I'm like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Dude? Talking about yeah, and it's like, yo, like. It was a lot of dudes, I'm like, you lame. You know, they were going to class and doing all this shit. And it's like, damn, I wish I would have went to class. I wish I would have got them internships. You know what I mean? I, I wish I would have took this shit serious, you know, when I was there. And then, I mean, the yep. party and the, yep. thank God that Tuskegee produces such amazing people. Yep. They're like, the network is the network, regardless mm. of kind of how you got it. Mm, yeah. And we such family-oriented people that is, you didn't do permanent damage in school a lot of the time. So a lot of people, like, you circle the block with, it's just like, you know, they got it, you know. And I think they saw through, like, yeah, this guy, he acting like this, but he not an idiot. You know, he not an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause, but some of these people are idiots, bro, and it's just, that just is what it is. And I don't, I know. I'll, I'll unfollow you in a heartbeat. That's real. You got to change yeah. the circle, man. Yeah, I, I'm really serious about my algorithm. That's good. I, I'm serious <laughs> about my algorithm. Who are you? Yeah, you guys are, I told I, you know I you know I'm serious about that because I tell Twan. Look at your explore page. Yeah, it got yeah. them biddies on it. it. You yeah. free, get your freaky ass on some other <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, you. Yeah. I, if you got a lot of travel destination, you might be doing the right thing. You see a lot of artsy Let's things. See, you, Let's see what we got. No, you know, my, my, my explore page needs some work. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> but yeah. Let's go. Yeah, we need some work. We need some work over here. Yeah, right. so I'm not that evolved like, yet. Yeah, my bad. Nah, my shit looks just like yours. Ain't Come on, man. Y'all got to tighten them algorithms <laughs> up. Instagram, my little vibration version of me. I ain't going Everybody, though. I got a little bit in the top right corner, some bullshit. So, you know what I mean? But listen, uh, let's get back on, on tap. Okay. R&B on tap. Well, Fly Nation, like you said, yeah. we're we going to get to that, like your artist you know, development yeah. and artist management. In the record label, that's kind of what Fly Nation kind of was started mm -hmm. as, right? Mm -hmm. But let's let's skip a little step real quick and get to R and B on tap. Yep, because I feel like that's one of your first endeavors once you kind of got out of school. Yeah, like about that was in school too. Was no, it? No, that wasn't in college. That was uh, yeah. I was like 2015 when I started that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's probably. Well, yeah. Because I remember when I first moved out here, was you was doing a lot of them. Yeah. I came to a couple of the shows, and it was like, okay, okay, I see what he got going yeah. on. I was still on my shit, so like an R and B show. Like, uh, yeah. I fuck with Drew, but I, I don't fuck this R and B. <laughs> but a lot, a lot of people probably felt that way back yeah. then too. But now look at the wave; like everybody mm -hmm. on R and B music. Mm -hmm. And I was ahead of the curve a little bit, I think, with that. And I was just, I just really created that platform because I was just very frustrated with the night, the nightlife here in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and I wanted to um, experience music that I listen to a lot. And I listen to a lot of R and B music, and then I also had a lot of friends who were super talented R and B artists. You know, and they needed a platform to showcase their talents. And uh, that's how it happened. I literally hit up three friends. I was like, yo, y'all want to perform on the show? I'm about to start. Called R&B and Tap. It's like, I'm down. So book BQE on, on Auburn. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Edgewood, pardon me. Um, and um, did our first show, and it was crazy. It was uh, We did it for free, but we sold out the RSVP. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm about to do this every month. Mm -hmm. And we did it uh, con consistently up until 2018, then I took a break. 
Um, and then I came back 2020, then COVID happened. But I mean, we featured like over 60 artists on the platform. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never Let's some claps in there. Yeah. This might have been before you was like out. But you might have been in Florida or some shit. Uh, you well, in 2015, I probably just got to Yeah. Florida. So I was outside yeah. for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And so I just. It was a time. It was a good time. A great time. Yeah. Nah, I mean, I just, now I'm sitting here thinking about it because I'm like, yo, like, we gave Ari Lennox her first show in Atlanta. See, that's crazy. You that's fire. And um, Vito, one of his first shows with He's a lot of um, Jacob Lattimore, um, Aaron Ray. Uh, uh, see, I, I would have uh, liked this. Talk your shit. I mean, a lot of artists, artists Marie, but I mean, I could name them. It's a lot, you know what I mean? So, in that, because we built the platform um, big enough to where it's like, yo, you if you're an R&B artist, you got to go through this platform. That's that's You that's, have to. Like, the love. You know what I mean? So, I'm looking forward to bringing it back this year, though. Oh, so it's, I was going to ask you, is yeah. it coming back? I think it it's has the, to. it's a place. Yeah, I was about to say the, it's, it's needed. We, we got that. too much of that. I mean, even me, it's like it's too much of that. Shoot them up, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah. We need a little more love in in the atmosphere and a little more good vibrations in the atmosphere. Yeah. And I think that's what R and B music definitely brings. Absolutely, it's like you know, because even sometimes, I'm like man, I'm tripping. And I had to switch up the music. I'm saying, it, <laughs> it's like it's it's just, I take my algorithm serious and I take my internal temperature serious. That's so when good. I get too hot, I'm like, all right, let me stop listening to this fucking like, this, this nudie or something. So yeah, no, nah, gonna keep you, me in a good how spirit. Do you, how do you um, gauge your internal temperature? With my relationships with others, because I'm a real people person, so I can tell kind of where I'm at. Based off of my interactions with the people closest to me, yes, I'm getting argued. Definitely I, a lash out. If I'm getting in arguments <laughs> with my friends, I'm like, all right, let me tighten up because it's me. Because I know my friends, and I, at this point, like I told you, I've shed it like them friends I felt like were very hard because I didn't want that for myself. Like the combative atmospheres, and you got to always kind of either throw a punch or deflect a punch. It's like, so you surround yourself with people who not on that shit, so you know it's you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you tripping, bro. I mean, that's you trip. A, that's a that, you in the wear human man. Yeah, I try. I try. Yeah, I try to because it do be you though. But it go back to you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it go. <laughs> he also know how to push my buttons. But it go back to like you said, where it was like you decide on like kind of the people you want to be around. Yeah. I want to be successful, so I never want to be the smartest person in the room. 100%. I never want to be like the the the. Most calm person in the room. I want to be like, I want to feel like I got to rise to the occasion when I get in yeah, the room. 100%. And so I want to be put myself around people I aspire to be. So it's like Mike, for example, I give him his flowers all day. I try hard to piss this motherfucker off. He's so calm. All the time. All the time. Just be chilling. He could be in crisis situations. We can be hooping. You like that? He, he be, always smiling. He be next play, next play, next. He that so guy. Positive, like, man. bro, I'm like, fuck the next play, man. These motherfuckers tripping. <laughs> but it's like, so I look at, so I look at people like him. Like, you know, it's like yeah. his energy is like. You try to get to those people, so you just like, all right. If he can be calm in these moments, I gotta be, you know, relax, relax, relax. So I just push myself, and I try to put myself around people that are better than me and things that I want to be good at. Yeah, mm-hmm. Iron sharpens iron, bro. That's my energy. You know? And I'm just a worker, so I'm, I like to outwork people. So That's beautiful. I put myself in them environments and I just get to work. What's up, bro? So I guess you like it's self-awareness and knowing yourself no, a little I'm bit because saying. I know what I do well and I know what I don't and I know how I get yeah, myself you, to them places. A lot of motherfuckers don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. You know just what I'm saying? Me, yeah. I know just put me in a room with hey. people better than me and I'm going to work my ass yeah. off, man. People be out here sleepwalking, bro. Yeah. Don't even be knowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this ain't about me, man. I'm over here, goddamn. Now I'm in the therapy session and nah, shit. Man, nah. <laughs> Let me get my laptop back going. We got to get Drew back going, man, because you, 
This is a great conversation. I can't lie. <laughs> yes, I'm enjoying myself. Me too, man. I told you. I mean, I was, I was happy to be I don't here, know man. why. I don't hold you, dog. Yeah, like like, yeah, we finna get to that. That's why I'm saying we yeah. talking about awareness, so we might as well just, I mean, it's right here. So nah, it's ready. Your, your, your newest and most recent endeavor, we got to yep. wear a brand. Yep. So first and foremost, talk to us about the, the overall founding. What was the initial vision and the goal? How has it changed over the time? Or you know, because obviously, I I don't think it started identical and where it is now. And then, what impact has it had up to now? And where do you ex- what kind of impact do you expect it to have? Wow, that's a, such a load. I just want to load it up and then yeah. let you go. You no, feel no, hundred percent. Um, so I would take it back from the beginning. The same time I got the idea for R and B and Tap, I got the same idea for. I mean, I got a download for the Aware brand mm-hmm. like the same week. Uh-huh. I don't know what I was doing, but I need to figure out how to get back to that frequency. You feel me? God was, God was downloading that. Yeah, the juices right there. Hey, hey real talk, because I was look before you get going. I was watching this video where Bron was talking about Game Six versus the Celtics. He's like, bro, I don't know what the fuck happened that day, but I've been trying to get back there dog. for the rest of my career. Dog, <laughs> space. That, yo, that space be crazy. Yeah. Space line going. I love it though. I love it. So yeah, like I said, um, around that time, you know, I was frustrated with with with, with just just how the culture, American culture, was moving. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, you know, we were dealing with a lot of police police brutality. Um, you know, our people were literally getting killed like dogs in the street, and we had to watch that. We had to digest that 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 content, um, the news. You know, through social media, we're seeing it. So they're actually programming us. You know, and and I'm like, nah, this is not the move, man. I remember going out protesting and doing all that stuff. And then the thought came to me. I, was, I remember my great aunts, because my family's from Selma. And I remember my great aunts talking to me about, like, how they uh, marched with uh, Martin Luther King and Selma and all that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that was 50 years ago. And we're still doing the same thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? That and shit fuck with you a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it did, bro. Um, and... You know, and I, I was still going. I was going through a uh, transformation. I think I just got fired from one of my first jobs, mm-hmm. um, and so and, and and it was a good message in, in me getting fired. And I started journaling, and then I started reading this book by Deepak Chopra called uh, Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And uh, I was just like kind of like growing and evolving. So what was heavy in the book was awareness. That's what Deepak kept talking about, and I'm like, yo, this is the key. Like we're not aware, right. black people, as as we should, we're not as aware as we should be. Because you know, I think that you know there's so much power in the love and self awareness. But as a community, we didn't, we we wasn't really experience. We're not experiencing the love that we should. You know what I mean? The, the trauma, you know the um, just just the, what we had been through, the PTSD. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So many like blockages that's like preventing us from really tapping into the power in God within us. So right. I was like, we are, we and we are gods, you know what I mean? And I think that, you know, they try to paint a different picture to us. So around that time, I was like, nah, it's time for us to be aware of who we are, and it starts with love. Mm-hmm. That's what's missing in our community. That's right. For you sure. You know what I'm saying? Big so separate time. Yeah. <laughs> Self-love, community love, yeah, all that yeah. shit. So, I mean, so initially it started off with just, you know, me, just, you know, my little activism area era, I was just like, nah, I'm going to just, you know, put this word out here, put, you know, put it on a T-shirt and a hat, not, not thinking anything beyond that. Like, just like, you know, I'm just going to put it on some T-shirts and some hats, you know, sell it out the trunk to family and friends, 
just create this movement like that. But I had no idea it was going to fast forward into everything that's happening now. So to answer your second question, what we're doing now is, you know, continuing to, you know, develop amazing merchandise for people to wear, um, you know, programming on a digital side and on, uh, you know, the um, on the digital side and in real life. You know what I mean? Because I feel like we need to have experiences in real life, too, right, right. where we can Absolutely. grow. Um, and then, um, and that's pretty much it. But in the future, I look to, you know, expand what we're doing. I mean, I forgot to mention, we have a deal with Foot Locker. Um, we're in 45 stores right now. We was going to, we were, if you didn't get to it, we <laughs> yeah, were. Yeah. 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 I, trust. I, I know. I know. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's it, man. I mean, I mean, right. Plus, you know, where we want to take it, man, I want to be able to say like this brand has helped impact the people's world, worlds, the transformation okay. of being aware of humans and aware of humans. Uh, are basically uh, emotionally healthy humans, spiritually healthy humans, and physical healthy humans. You know, it's a balance. You know, I, mean, I have to call it the Holy Trinity. So if we can practice those things, especially black people, black and brown people, <laughs> we'll be indestructible. And they can't fuck with us. I wish I had like a... It's powerful. I was about to say, I'm just going to clap first because I'm like, I wish I had like a... I need to, get my, I need to update my board. No, that's like you need like that church hymn after, get, after the preacher get done talking. Cause that's that's that shit right there, Drew. <laughs> and let me ask you one question before we even discuss. Like, did you think of any part of like the connection between fashion and your people was like getting that message through your people through that? Because I building this platform figured that I would use sports to like catalyze that strength with my people, where like I can show my build a platform and show my people that ESPN and all these platforms they think they want to be on that are closing the doors, that you can be just as powerful within your own right. Absolutely. You feel me? Did you? And I wanted to use sports to kind of catalyze that energy. Did you think uh, in the energy of that? Ah, shit. Did you think about clothing and that that awareness kind of being that absolutely, bridge? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Like, we like to say we're, we're streetwear and self-awareness meets, so very intentional about putting the messaging on the apparel. Okay. Um, we know our people like to get fly, so um, you know, providing a strong message brand was like the first priority for us was like if we can use this apparel as a vehicle um to move this message to millions of people across the world then we're going to utilize this right now and fashion streetwear is hot right now i mean there's so many people that got a streetwear brand or a clothing line right now it's ridiculous yeah. man but we need more consumers though at the end of the day but <laughs> yeah. um but you know uh definitely uh you know, was more focused on like using this as a vehicle and then expanding into other mediums to uh, share the message. Shout out to that. Um, Mike Twan, I know y'all over there. Yeah, y'all been quiet over there. I know they're they chilling. Twan, Twan, this is Tipsy Twan. Twan, the nuggets over here. I'm listening. It's not Tipsy Twan. I'm just really just listening and just really enjoying the story to see because I don't know all your background like this. I'm I'm enjoying what y'all got going on. I'm here. I'm like, right, right. As far as like the design and everything, do you think the influence of you being from New York um, plays a part in that? Or it's a good question, man. I grew up a, a backpack kid, so like like going to Soho, going to the Stussy stores, going to Supreme stores in high school. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, uh, just buying. I mean, I, my freshman year of college, I bought a new T-shirt every week. It was Stussy. Every fucking week, I bought a new Stussy <laughs> shirt, bro. Like it was just like it was thirty five dollars. I'm in Alabama. I don't really have access to stores like that. So that was like my little thing. Instead of buying a little bottle of liquor, I was buying a T-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, that's lit. And, uh, you know, so the the designs, yes, I'm heavily influenced by being up in New York with the whole, you know, streetwear culture and everything like that. Um, yeah, so to answer your question, yes. 
Okay, okay, okay. That's actually a good one, Mike. I didn't have that on my shoe. I got you. Hey, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, So, speaking of, um, because we had Archie on the pod, and uh, he got weird brands. It was more of a hat company. But Mm -hmm. he talked to me about he wanted to rival the brands like Gucci and and those top-level brands in his niche. Do you see yourself competing with the big brands, or you find being one of those people who occupy a niche and dominate that niche? Yeah, uh, I definitely look at other brands like as inspiration, mm-hmm. um, but I don't feel like we're competing with anybody. Um, we are definitely, we do have a niche, but there are other brands kind of like following that formula now. Like if you, mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys see a lot of like message brands around like love and self-awareness yeah, popping yeah. up and all that stuff. But yeah. If you would have, eight years ago that wasn't happening, we was doing that. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I think we're uh, a leader in the category, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and um, you know, and all I gotta do is keep competing against myself and what we've done in the past, and just focus on just building, you know, a, a, a movement and in a, in a, in a, a platform that is gonna help transform lives. That's that's the only thing I could think of because if I stay in that pocket, it's always gonna get better. For sure, that's right. And I just like I like to ask. Oh, go ahead, Tony. There's nothing wrong with staying in your lane. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. That's why I like to ask that question to people because, you know, I'm on a pretty much, it's a tour. Did I say season four <laughs> is a tour? We just got week after week, we got people and the best and the brightest coming on the show and, and, and yeah. tell us their story. So yeah. I think it's important to ask because there's no wrong answer. It's all right. about what right. you, you know, want to, you know, mm-hmm. where you want to, yeah, perspective. Mm-hmm. What is success for you? Mm-hmm. And some people are fine, you know, being a, you know, like it's artists who like Big Crip, who has a very like niche market, and him. I'm sure he's perfectly fine with that. I'm sure if he mix it up a little bit and kind of switched it up a little bit here and there, he probably can get more listeners. But I think he's fine in his niche, and I'm sure he goes home every day and is happy about that. Mm-hmm. Versus you got Drake, and he's in you know everybody's household. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't want to be Drake, and I think that's I think people need to understand because yeah. they look at you know. You are a, a, um, fuck, what's the word? I'm losing my brain right here. Should never smoke the weed. You were responsible, <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, fuck, you are <laughs> role model for role like, model. yeah, yeah, like yeah. you, you, you are a pioneer. So like people yeah. look up to you. So like yeah. when they see your brand, some people look at you and they say, you know, that's the target. Yeah, and so <laughs> yeah. you got to kind of, you know, people need to understand, like, no, nah, this is kind of yeah. where my space is versus, like, you know. I ain't going to hold you, bro. Like, I had to, like, I think I finally came to a point in my life, probably, like, in the last couple of weeks when I'm like, you know what, Drew, you, it's okay if people try to replicate what you do. Mm. I, 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 it, it, this is, like, a new level of maturity for me because, <laughs> really? like, no, nah, seriously, because I would see things on social, I'm like, Right, you know where they got this from, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Or somebody telling me something. It's funny, a story. He probably can listen to this, but he told me he's starting a new brand. He literally told me he's starting my brand. Mm. He's like, yo, I'm doing X, I'm going to do a messaging, we're we'll focusing on mindfulness and mental health and this and that. I'm like, that sounds just like my brand. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, but that's, instead of me being like, man, this is a guy jacking. I'm like, nah, Drew, you doing something. Big, bro. You got people looking to follow you and, you know, commend yourself, clap for yourself on this one, too. Yeah. And, and, and it's a, it's a, what they say, it's a form of flattery. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if you're first, no one could ever take your spot. That's what I was about to say, because for me, I feel like I started doing this shit a lot earlier than a lot of people did. 
obviously, you know, budget, finances, money, you know, make some pop quicker than other, you know, obviously, you know, a football player who got seven all pros who start a podcast, that bitch going to jump day one. Yeah. You know, we got to put our work in, but I used to, because I know I copied off a lot of people. I know I took a lot of ideas from people from the very beginning. Yeah. So for me, I never really, I didn't have to jump that hurdle because I copied off of so many people that I <laughs> looked up to. Yeah. yeah. And tried to mimic what they did. That like when people like when I finally got in the space and I was doing this good enough to be copied, it was like okay. For me, it was like damn. Now I'm actually doing something people fuck with. Yeah. Because you see people you close to, like you say, you see people you close to. You're like nah. I was nah. You got that from me. But it's like for me, it's like nah. That means I'm doing something right that people fuck with. Absolutely. And so when I do, when I see that, it just made me go crazy. It's 100%. like, all right, you finna have to figure this Yo. next move out. Because I'm finna go crazy. New, nigga, I got this new refined energy right now. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, woke up, I woke up yesterday on a thousand. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's time to go get it. Like, yeah. And I think sure. it was just all of this stuff I've just been dealing with these last few months, man. But I'm just like, oh, it's time to go get it. So yeah, it's a form of flattery, flattery and I do get inspired because my, my whole mission in life, my main purpose in life is to inspire. It was, it's, it, it's, I told my, I was like, yo, God put me here to inspire others. If that, if, and, and, and whatever that's through, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, if, if they want to jack arm being tapped, jack arm being tapped, they want to jack arm the aware brand, jack arm the aware brand. It's just whatever. pushing your message, yeah, but exactly. it's pushing that energy exactly. you want to be pushing. Exactly. That's, that's the win, bro. And at the end of the day, Cam, like, it's about the impact for me. Come on. So, you know, um, if, it's like the telephone game, right? You know, if what I'm doing, somebody catch wind of it, you're going to tell their community, right? And then that person, somebody in that community going to catch it, and they're going to tell their own community, and it just keeps big, getting bigger spreading, and bigger and bigger. It yeah. keeps spreading. Spread so if, I'm, if, if, uh, if so, but specifically with the aware brand, if the message of being aware of self and loving myself and having some spiritual balance within myself is spreading amongst the Come world. Come on, man. We got some fresh-ass oh, niggas right. in Wyoming. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Like, I'm good with that, you know? <laughs> It's, love for sure. about to, there's gonna be some yeah. fresh ass aware niggas in Wyoming. You yeah, hear me? Yeah, global love, man. Come on, man. Yes, you know what I'm saying? But so let's yeah. let's talk about some fun stuff, man. Yeah. Um, collaborations. Yeah. I I mean, like I said, I've been watching you since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with the aware brand, recently I've been watching that you've been you've been you've been dipping your toes deep into these collabs and they're yeah. Yeah. they're fire. So Thank first you. off. I had to grab this joint right here uh, at hard. the at the from the source. Hard. That's hard. You did a uh, collaboration with Minority Baseball Prospects. I got one of the hats here. Yep. I got the jersey. Talk to me one about me that collaboration. What inspired? What what made you want to start collaborating with other brands? Um, outside of obviously, everybody should know that collaborating with other brands is what's gonna you know also help you reach other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Outside of that one, let's not talk about that okay. one. Okay. But outside of that, what inspired you to start collaborating with other people and, you know, starting with the MVP, Minority Baseball Prospect? Great. Um, I, so, big shout-out to Reggie and Ty and, and yes. Alex, you know what I'm saying? But Reggie hit me up about a year ago. Um, he was telling me about what they're doing, like, with the HBCU All-Star Classic. And um, I told him, like, yo, like, let's do something. You know what I'm saying? Let's just figure it out. And – year later i met ty and we had the you know the creative discussion and we cooked up some heat um so that's kind of how that came about mm-hmm. but for me uh the aware brand uh doing collabs uh, it's just us telling stories mm-hmm. about other people doing great things that's fine you know what i'm saying that's and, and, fire. And, and, and aligning the stories with some merchandise 
So what MVP is doing, they're doing amazing things for uh, black and brown baseball players, and we need to make people aware of that, no pun. You know, so that's a, it, it's, it's, a, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, so, so that's the kind of collaborations that we're looking to do. Um, it's to collaborate with other platforms that's doing great things and, you know, specifically community-based and pushing narratives, our narrative forward. Um, and that aligns, you know, with, with our brand values as well. Um, you know, that's what we're looking to partner with. And we're looking to do, like, a lot of that, you know I mean? In the near future, this year, was very, we were very intentional about uh, collaborating with other people, you know what I mean? Because we said, you know, we already got some heat, but let's, 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 let's connect with some other people, provide some heat with some other brands, and then also build our brand awareness, you know what I mean, through other people's platforms. So, yeah. That's, okay. That's the, that's the look. And then T.D. Jakes. <laughs> <laughs> I told the fellas yeah, that you got to collab with T.D. Jakes. <laughs> yeah. Had all sorry, sorry, Mr. Jakes. What the fuck you got going on with T.D. Jakes, man? Man, that was crazy, <laughs> bro. Um, and it's just, it's about being ready. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was supposed to go to New Orleans for, um, no, I'm sorry. I was supposed to go to Austin for a South by Southwest. Um, the situation didn't happen. We missed the opportunity, but the same people we were going to partner with was like, yo, yo, somebody, yo, T.D.'s looking for like some merch for a good soil. And we was like, okay, they're looking for somebody to develop their, their product, well, their team. And they was like, can you get on the call tomorrow? Well, no, can you send me a deck? Because I'm getting on the call with them tomorrow. And I was like, all right, bet. Sent the deck to him. He hit me during the meeting and was like, yo, they want to talk to you tomorrow. And I was like, all right. Talked to them. You know what I mean? A week later, we, we shot them what we thought was dope for their brand. Because we literally created the Good Soil merchandise from scratch. Mm. Just listened to what they had in mind. And, and, and gave them, you know what I'm saying, um, our sauce. Uh, so, I mean, this literally happened within four weeks mm. from the conversation to actually getting the products produced. Mm. You know and what I'm saying? Fire. Have they launched yet? Yeah, so we launched it during their um, International Leadership Summit and the Good Soil Conference down in um, Orlando. Um, but there are some, um, some, some, some products still available. So if you are listening and watching right now, make sure you reach out to T. Jakes and, you know, their whole team and say, hey, can we get some of that merchandise? You know, At the I mean? restock. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we gonna demand a restock. Out, sure. We gonna we gonna we gonna yeah, push for yeah, a restock. Uh, no, nah, yeah, that it, it's it's some of the some of the best you know pieces we've done. Really? Yeah, I need uh, to I ch- yeah, it. I need to check them out. Okay, um, any other collaborations you got brewing that you 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 willing to spill the beans <laughs> about? Um, Nah, I can't. It's a couple. It's a couple dope ones, though, man. Got to um, keep it under wraps. So yeah, I understand yeah, this. yeah. It's a couple dope ones, man. Got to um, protect the creative process. You, you mentioned yeah. one of the people earlier, so that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. You know. Okay. Yeah, I'm just look. You do your research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> do your research. I did mine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's 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 wrap it up with the with aware brand with retail your news retail partnership with Foot Locker. Okay. So how did the partnership come about? And explain to someone like myself, who's at the beginning of starting a brand, any brand, mm-hmm. what is the process like from going from a out of the trunk brand to having a retail partnership? And I mean, Foot Locker, I mean, mm-hmm. who hadn't been in there? Mm. So talk to us about that. Man, I think my story is unique. Man, my story is unique, and and it can play a role. I'm gonna give you some like intangibles that people need to have when they have creating the brand. One of the things. Um, you need to to have is consistency. Okay. Um, I'm about to change my nickname. My nickname is about to be Mr. Consistent. 
Because I've been, I've been putting it in for years, for a long time, and I never stop. And I think for if you're starting a brand, you want to be able to be consistent and don't stop like y'all. Y'all got 142 episodes. So that shows me and that tells me y'all are consistent and y'all persistent on what y'all building. And it's, it's only going to get bigger. Um, staying authentic to yourself. Um, a lot of people get, uh, you know, mesmerized by the big lights and the big names and they just jump into it. Mm-hmm. Now, does our values actually align? Right. So that's the number one thing about brand partnerships. Do your, both of y'all values align? And if it does, well, you got something now, and you can move forward with the conversation. But if the, if the values don't align, then we can't, you can't talk to me. Okay. And, and with Foot Locker, man, they're all about the youth. They're all about, like, empowering the youth. Like, you wouldn't even think that. I looked into the I, Foot Locker, Inc., right, read their whole mission statement. And I'm like, oh, they're doing stuff that we're trying to do. Okay. And I was like, this makes sense, you know what I mean, when the opportunity came up. So, um, and being ready because – you know, I think uh, being ready at all times, like, you know, Dion, man, my, one of my favorite people in the world, don't know him, but he's a, he's an idol of mine. You know what I mean? He said he stay ready so he, have to, so he don't have to get ready. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and that's something we I plan on doing. I stay doing because I got the call from Foot Locker just randomly during COVID. During COVID. Like, the world is shut down, you know. And, um, you know, we, we did a pop-up in Detroit February before COVID. My homegirl, Brianne White, she was doing this trunk show, showcasing, like, up-and-coming brands out of Detroit. And she was like, yo, Drew, I want to feature y'all. I said, all right, bet. So we did it. And we was getting crazy sales in the Foot Locker store. I'm like, no, this is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, so the, the market manager was there. And I was like, dog, what would it look like for us to be in the store? Look at this. Look at people buying it. Like, they're shopping. And he was like, I know. I don't know, though. I said, all right, bet. So... Fast forward, COVID happens, and then you're into uh, April. He was like, he texted me. He was like, yo, you still want to be in the store? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah. He was like, yo, we starting this new program up called Homegrown, where we featuring like maybe five brands in the country, and the buyer loves your shit. Fine. And I was like, all right, what we got to do? All right, I'm about to set up a call next week. Be ready. Set up that call. They was like, yo, we're going to start y'all with two stores. I was like, where's stores? And it was like 181st and Broadway up in New York City and East 8 Mile in Detroit. Lit. And I was like, bet, let's do it. So as soon as I got off the call, I told my team, I was like, hey, two to 200. That's the goal. And I mean, obviously, they got like 3,500 stores worldwide. But I was like, yo, if we can get to 200 stores, that's we good money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 200, 200 key doors around the globe, we good money because I still wanted to keep it exclusive. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Um, so... But yeah, man, I just I would say that, man, staying consistent, being authentic, knowing your brand story, your values, and where you lie at. So when the opportunities do come, you're making sure that you're making the right brand partnership decisions and strategic partnerships. Um, and, you know, and uh, you know, and uh and and, and and always being ready. You know what I'm saying? You gotta stay ready, man. So when I call, come, you better pick it up. Yeah. Okay, well, at least I think I'm doing. That's why I feel good. Big nuggets right there. I was sure. about to say, I feel yeah. good listening to Drew. I'm like, okay, I, I'm trying to stay consistent. <laughs> and one of my biggest things is like, just be ready. Because it's like, for me, I'm just doing the work now, building my shit up, building my repertoire, building my skills up. So when motherfuckers start noticing this, and the the, the energy start coming through, and I got nice. people coming through. and Because now, now I got people asking me to come on the show, and it's like, shit. Yeah, I'm, I was one of them. I'm booked for like the next three weeks. Come and I'm like, now. And I'm thinking to myself, but, like, I can handle it. I'm like, yeah, we can get this in and out. Boom. Uh, 
JD asked me like, when is coming out? When? I'm like, no, tomorrow. Fuck you, man. You know what I mean? Perfect time. I'm ready. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, something. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Like, you are what you attract. So if you if you um, see yourself as that big ass podcast, that that platform where people like to listen, and you and you keep that vision. All three of y'all keep that vision. Even yourself, man. You're gonna attract all of that. You're gonna be sold out for. You're not sold out. You're gonna be booked for three months. You know what I mean? Forget three weeks. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, uh, and this is something I'm practicing, just keeping the vision of who you see yourself as your highest version, your highest version of yourself, of yourself in that time period. Keep that vision. Keep right. it. Think about it every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Meditate on it. You know what I mean? Because it's so much power and energy, and the energy that we carry, we attract that. So if you see yourself as the number one podcast and you y'all repeat that to yourselves in the meetings and y'all talk about it and y'all put it down on the board and y'all look at it every day, y'all will become the number one podcast. That's you just got to be patient with God, bro. That's you know a fact. That's and, a and fact. keep working. Like I said, hey, keep that consistency, bro. Shout out to my team, man. Shout out to your team, too, because, I mean, that's the last question I want to ask is to throw it in there because it's how important a team is. It's important, you know I mean? man. Just let the people know I, how I important I get this question asked a lot. Um and I'm going through a transition right now with my team. Um, and I'm learning to be a coach every day, man, and, 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 and a player um, every day on my team. And I know for, for a fact, for doing it this long, you definitely need experts in the right seats. Like, we're done playing, like, oh, that's my homie, that's my brother. I'm about to put him on. Nah, that man don't have no experience in, what you about, in, in the position you're about to put him in. Don't, pull him. don't put him in unless he's hungrier than you. Not hungry as you, but he has to be hungrier than you. You know what I'm saying? Um, because, man, it's, it's about, you know, you got to have a starting five. You know what I mean? And that, those starting fives got to play their position. Everybody got to do their job. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got to do their job. If you if you on the, on the block and getting up and, and, and picking up the boards, man, that's your job. Just focus on that. If get you're the, the facilitator, you're the point guard, man, you, you, you setting up the plays, man, focus on that, man. If you're the shooter, nigga, get in them spots, nigga, so I can pass you the ball. Facts. You know what I mean? Like, that is, you know – that's 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 the team. Team people knowing their position and playing that shit well and having some experience. Let's get it. Make sure y'all that that's the uh, that's one of the most role. for me growing in this in this game is the most underrated thing I think people forget about, especially our people, is the power of team because you can't do a shit out here mm-hmm. by yourself. Mm-hmm. Not worth a damn. I mean, if you're just <laughs> trying to compete against your little homies in the group chat, cool. Right. You can you can win in that by yourself, but if yeah. you're trying to step beyond that and really do something yeah. amazing, you're gonna need a, a lot of help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just it is gonna stack even beyond your team. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like I got Meg on the show uh, next week. Um, you know, uh, Gilchrist oh, yeah, got her on the show next week, and um, I remember she she got me one of my first you know big time sports people. It's just like she hit me up like you want to interview Quincy Avery. That's dope. I'm like, yeah, I don't even know who the fuck he was yeah. at the time. And then the minute I say, yeah, we get it locked in, I start doing my research. like, shit. Yeah. So, you know, it's just yeah. like the power of team, the power of people, the power yeah. of, like you say, what you attract. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I, to this day, I'd be like, damn, why the fuck was she, what she saw, you know? But appreciate it. Yeah, that too. The network. Love that. All love. Shout out to you, man. But uh, let's talk about branding marketing real, real quick. Uh, okay, okay. Real quick. Okay. Uh, what strategies do you employ? Because you got a lot of, a lot, a lot of experience in marketing. Obviously, sales and marketing major. Yeah. yeah. You did work in sales. I mean, not sales. Yeah. Well, you did, did. Work in sales, sales yeah. and marketing. Yeah. 
and brand um, Brandon, brand, yeah, brand development. I, I never can. Yeah. Um, what strategies do you employ to build brand awareness and increase brand visibility? Because I think that's what a lot of our black-owned brands are struggling with yeah. attaining. I just actually did um, this joint on Scalehouse where I did like three things, like three key things to keep in mind when you're building your brand. Um, and like I said, the brand identity is going to be the key. A lot of uh, black-owned businesses just don't have the standard look, and that kind of prevents us from cutting through all the noise of other, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners out there. Um, so definitely having a look, right? Um, how you present yourself, right, in the world. Uh, that's how people are going to uh, perceive you. Um, so just that brand identity from the logo, from the colors that you're using to – um, your brand message, you know, what you stand for, you know, you know, uh, those are like some key things. And I also said, like, we're so crazy in the digital era, you know, it's like, how do you create experiences, depending on the, company, the type of brand you have, but how do you create experiences in real life? Mm-hmm. Because it's so much noise. And even if you did it on, you know, on the digital space, like, how do you make it feel real? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because people are looking for that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, I would just say, man, just, you know, finding those core competencies, man. Shout out to Mr. Freeman from Tuskegee. <laughs> you know, it's we, coming back. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, get those it. Core competencies are the things that uh, make your brand special. Okay. And if you can, you know, you know, for us, it's like, you know, the, you know, the quality of the apparel. So make sure, making sure that we always showcase the quality of the apparel, right? The brand messaging is strong. So making sure we always hyper focus on the brand message. So all these things, like if you, if, you take yourself, you know, what are the great things about who you are, right? Right, And and, and just always focus on those things and, and push it out there to the world. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to help you cut through because that shows that authenticity because nobody's like you and nobody's yeah. like the brand that you're creating. You know what I mean? So that is, you know, for me, I would tell you, you know, people to focus on. Gems. <laughs> Been dropping them all day. All day. All day. <laughs> and we're going we gonna to get off the rails after this. <laughs> but the last question, and I think this one, this is one I can actually learn from as well. What is your advice to brands who are getting started with little to no capital? Because I think we all know if you're out here in the space and you're creating anything, having that capital up front is just a lifesaver. And when yeah. you don't, it gets a little difficult. Yeah. Now, nah, trust me, I started off with $250. Um, and, you know, we grew this to now a six-figure business. So it's possible. Mm-hmm. I never gotten a loan. Mm-hmm. Maybe once in line now. <laughs> Maybe once <laughs> I got alone for sure, um, but it was definitely that PPP. You know, okay, that don't count. Yeah, that don't count. Yeah, that don't count. Because everybody came up, right? But no, but it does count because it definitely Allegedly. it helped. It, it, yeah. no, 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 it definitely helped me. Um, but you know, you even if you don't have it, start somewhere um, because you just don't want that idea that you got that you hopefully you have a burning desire to see fulfilled. You don't want to see that go away. That, yeah. You know, you got that vision for a reason. You know, and you should keep that vision and work on the vision. It don't matter if you just start off. If you're a product based business, just start off with one product. Just run you know what I mean? And then shit. I mean, if you can't afford to even get the inventory for that, use drop shipping options. You know what I mean? P- companies that can make the product for you upon orders. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's so many different ways to work around, it. and that's actually how I started off. I didn't start off with um, buying bulk load of clothes, man. I was like, nah, I don't got it. You know what I mean? So I'm going to find, you know, different companies that can make this product for me made to order. Mm-hmm. And then I got my money up that way, stacked the chips that way. And then I was able to buy, you know, 24 shirts, 50 shirts, 100 shirts, 1,000 shirts because I was just 
kind of, you know, finessing the system a little bit. But the goal is to get to OPM. The goal is not to touch your own money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The goal is to you know how to have these conversations with banks and, you know, with these lenders and stuff like that. You know, that's something that I'm actually learning right now mm-hmm. um, because I always, you know, I'm, I took the Nipsey Hustle approach, man, all money in. Yeah. So I've always been, you know, you know, always recycling my dollars. You know what I mean? I, I, didn't, I didn't get the new whip because I was always using my bread to put it back into inventory. You know what Come I'm saying? On. So, um, you know, I, I, I always, you know, knew how to work with my money, man. My mom always said it. She said, I don't know. If, if I know anything about you, you know how to stack some money. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and then, like I said, but the, the end goal is OPM. And if y'all don't know what that is, it's other people's money. You That's know right. what I'm saying? And, you know, try to figure out how you can get into um, getting into these banks, man, and, 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 and getting these credit lines and, 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 and being able to invest in your dreams. For sure. Appreciate that last gym, man, because we about to get off the rail. So I, I don't know if it's going to be gym worthy, <laughs> but it's right on brand. You feel yeah, me? Let's, let's get, get it. it. Let's, get it. Let's, get it bro. <laughs> let's go. Uh, so first thing we're going to get off the rails, man, we're going to talk about, well, we're just going to play a game. All right. It's called Pick Your Poison. Okay. The segment's a wild card segment, man, but it has been segment. Mm-hmm. Well, we allow the view, I mean, the, the the guests of the show to pick their poison, pick what we talk okay. about next. You got three choices. Okay. Red pill, blue pill, green pill. All right. Red pill, Fat Joe. Green pill, Kiki Palmer. Was that blue pill left? Blue pill, Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan. Your choice. <laughs> <laughs> and the green pill is I'm, I'm taking Kiki. Right? Oh, that's Kiki. Yeah, that's Kiki. Which one you? Is Kiki, Fat Joe, and Larson and Marcus, man. I'm picking Kiki. All right, let's go. We are gonna talk Kiki Palmer, man. I was yes, hoping sir. you picked that. I think <laughs> that's. Too. I think that was it. that was y'all vote. Yeah, we just picked Kiki Palmer. It worked. We baited him with the green pill, guys. We got him. I'm just kidding. Uh, but Kiki Palmer, man, she's making headlines. She got Instagram on fire. She got Twitter on fire. And you know it's on fire when they got Facebook going. <laughs> they got Facebook on fire. Yeah. Kiki Palmer showed up. Who was that? Uh, BT Awards? Oh, it was in Vegas. Usher got them feeling real spicy in Vegas, right? She now. showed up. Uh, what's the, what's the what's the old people with scant? What is it? What's the word? Scantily clad. That's that's the word. <laughs> Ass out. <laughs> Fishnets to the galore. Outside. But anyway, um, she was outside. She was enjoying herself. Usher was enjoying himself. Um, and her husband was not enjoying himself. <laughs> husband went to Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, spoke his displeasure. Mm-hmm. In her Anybody got the tweet? Anybody got the tweet on hand? He said something about her being a mother and yeah. how he felt about it. He kind of used the wrong word. He just yeah. went on t- yeah. I mean, so let's talk about, I mean, everybody on Twitter giving their opinion. I try to stay away from yeah, this shit. From but for the talking points, what do you think about, we're not going to talk about Kiki Palmer, fuck everybody else's relationship. What work for you, work for you at the end of the day. But do you think it was out of pocket for bruh to take the to take relationship energy to the internet? Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Everybody got different reasons, though. That's why I'm interested to hear what are y'all reasons why. Because some people just think it's just lame just to say stuff on the internet in general. What you going to win doing that? What's, the, what's your end goal in I'm about to shit on my baby mama on the internet? Yeah, you losing. My, yeah. my only angle for like celebrity-like people is because they run out of avenues to like ask for help. Because like, I like look at Kanye when he was like, he isn't, but she is. But True. she's fine, though. 
But I'm saying, you remember when Kanye was like tweaking on the internet and people like, why is he on the internet? It's like somebody like Kanye, I feel like he's so like out there anyway. I feel like the internet is like his only place to run sometimes. Yeah, uh, okay. Like people like them, like maybe that might be their only place to run. Yeah, but I don't. I still don't buy it. That's just an angle yeah, I'm looking I, at. I get it, you know what I'm saying? But I think it was too, it was It was just too hot in the moment, you know mm. what I'm saying? And um, Shout out to my son. He yeah, tripped, I know, I know. He's yeah. going zerk in there. Shout out to the young bull. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I, 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 taking relationship matters to the internet is kind of corny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's corny. Never. I mean... I, 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 I used to be on my Drake, you know what I mean, subliminal stuff, but I got caught up one time <laughs> with that, and I said, I'll never do it again. Yeah, I, I did that once, yeah. too. <laughs> it came back quick. Like, you the fuck does this couple, mean? You got to give it a couple days. No, Think about it. So, yeah, yeah, and then tweet it. <laughs> you tweet that shit in a moment, you in trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%, bro. Yeah, Twitter I got caught up, too. That. I'm not finna subtweet you. I used to I'm be hella sub to him. Yeah, I got the tweet. Yeah. The shit I got to say to you, I'm going to just say it no, to bro you. No, bro was just straight up. What did he say, I'm Mike? call you. Yeah, that's what he should have. They should not have gone to Twitter. And he probably would have got some buns that night, too. She was like, damn, I like how you talking <laughs> to me. Like, <laughs> Take that fucking dress off, whatever. <laughs> text the, oh, text the fuck out of her. He could have turned into a positive. What he, exactly. Like, come on. Y'all got some conspiracy. What did he say, Mike? What do you say? We to, live to, in a generation where a man, where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others, and he gets told how much. Are they married? Is. No, they're not married yet. Oh wow! Oh, this is my family and my representation. I have standards and morals to what I believe. I rest my case. But we don't give a fuck. <laughs> like that's the issue. Like this not nineteen sixty either. Like yo. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta pick somebody that you, we you not molding women these days. Who's your audience? Huh? I don't think he was. He was mad at Usher. Yeah, it's like you. Yeah, you, yeah that was. Oh, you say you weren't mad at the outfit? No, he wasn't. He was mad. Calling her dead that nigga while she was pregnant, bouncing around. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he was cool with the outfit till he seen the attention she got in. He saw her get a little twinkly eye. You know, I mean, while she was singing that shit to him. Bro yeah. was tight. Yeah. Charlie, so. Say it, JD. Charlie, so. Say it. So. They don't even know us. He right off mic. Uh. <laughs> but like, I heard a conspiracy that uh, Usher might have a relationship with him some type of way. Though. Oh, come on, dog. Oh. Uh. I'm just saying, I'm new to TikToks and shit get kind of wild over there. TikToks all over the world. Yeah. get some digger darkers over there. Okay. But he just don't, was... don't shit on your girl to us because we don't care. Yeah, they don't laugh at you. Yeah, you a clown. Pick who they like the most to see who side they're. And then that is undefeated, bro. And then next time they see y'all on the red carpet, they're just gonna be calling you a bitch. Look at you. Not even. (laughs) They they might even forget about it. Nah, internet never forgets, bro. Yeah, internet never forgets, and the internet will never let you forget (laughs) when you fucked up. They still reminding Bron he lost to the Mavs. You think they not gonna let God get that smoke? What's the dude? What's the dude who um the skeeky dude who like just went missing on his lady that one time? Oh, what's his name? They went missing. Maybe I think he did. he was a lot, he had a lot oh, of felony. It was during homecoming. Uh, what's his name? Uh, his his daddy that, used to uh, work at the engineering. No, building. oh Louis, Louis, Louis Birds. Bur- yeah, Birds. he went missing. That nigga said nigga laid up. I would never. <laughs> hey, nobody will ever let that nigga live that down. I was gonna say Derek Jackson. Jackson. 
Yeah. He was selling some bullshit. Fuck Jackson. We're not talking about him this week. <laughs> I've, gave, I've given him a lot of too, too many airways over here, and I'm not nah, fucking with him real, this week. That's real. Yeah. Right, he, move on to the next question. Let's uh, go. So we got a game right here, no, go or no go. You the fashion guru in here right now of us all. So I want you to give us a go and a no-go on these fashion trends. A lot of them are summer trends. Some of them are just trends. We're starting off the top. Twan is going to like this. V-neck T-shirts. No Go or no-go? Man, leave that in like 2006, I bro. fucking told these niggas. <laughs> V-necks is dead. I'll wear an old V-neck that I've had from like 2006, but no, I'm not. Yeah, I don't throw clothes away. I ain't going to lie Fresh pack of V-necks from Target. Yeah, the Hanes boys. And what? This is, I got like an express one that was like so high quality that it's still good today. I have to wear it. I'm sorry. Sometimes. Yeah, leave the, leave the, leave the V-necks alone. No v, so no go on the V-neck? No go. No. Okay, no go on the V-necks. Black Air Forces, go or no go? Just depends on the type of vibe you on, bro. Hey. You know what I mean? It just depends on the type of vibe. You got it. We, we need a final answer. It's a go. It's a go. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, let's go. I fuck with it. Dirty sneakers. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Most like most importantly, Air Force One. So like the dirty oh, sneaker no. game. Go or no go? It depends, man. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, you talking about the Air Forces? <laughs> like just dirty sneaker. Well, yeah, it's, you know, it starts with like the dirty, yeah, dirty forces. Sneakers are a no go, but it just you know, sometimes the dirty sneakers are kinda like trendy, like wearing yeah, some beat up like vans yeah, from yeah. Cali, you know what I mean? Some I got chucks. Like or, ten pair of dirty vans or, in rotation or, or right some, now. Even some Jordan ones, like beating some beat up Jordan ones. I got ones, some I got some fucked up ones. Like you still I wear. get respect for having some OG beat up ones yeah. on, you feel me? My shadow some ones. Some little characters sprinkled on them. Yeah. So I'm in between with that one. Okay. Okay, it's a that's a that's a, a, a push. What do you call it? A push. Uh, throwback jerseys, go or no go? That's a go. That's yeah. a go. Sheer and see through clothing on men. That's a no go. <laughs> so that's a no-go. Okay. What do you mean by sheer? Like sheer and or like the you know what the, the like I'm the D Wade shirts. I'm gonna say it's a no go. The Russell me. Westbrook shit. If you see me wearing a sheer shirt, sheer's a no. Maybe the just no. I'm feeling. Crazy weight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am like in the bag. Okay. Yeah, like, deep. Yeah, I'm on a yacht. I probably made a few million. He is in his mood. He's in the going to the six <laughs> <laughs> I'm You be like, oh, that nigga. If you know, you know. Yeah. This nigga, this nigga, this nigga <laughs> is the lotto. Uh, okay. Oversized clothing. I see those are coming back to big yeah, jeans. Yeah. I'm in it. I'm, I love it. I love okay. it. Okay. So that's a go? Yeah. I'll, 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 no, I, like I don't like the big tees. I like the big tees, not the big jeans. I like the big jeans. Like sweatpants or yeah. like, you I, I know. Do that. I do that. I do that. You know. Baggy sweats. Yeah. I don't know. I seen Drake. I seen Shy. Yeah. Big jeans. Yeah. I seen Sangoon this weekend on League Fits. He had some fresh ass big jeans on. That's not my my vibe, but it is definitely a go in the coast. It's wavy, yeah. But like the big jeans. Big jeans on with like a white beater. That shit be wild. <laughs> that's that's me. That's probably. These guys? I think they doing it themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, big designer sneakers. A no go. Thank you. Yes, yes. I don't even own a pair, and I'm a sneakerhead for sure. <laughs> Them shits are all no, trash. I, I do have a pair of like some Saint Laurent canvas kind of shoes, but they're like they're not sneakers. They're not like running shoes. Uh-huh. They're like canvas kind of. Shoes you were on a, a nice day out, you know what I'm saying? But like, 
I never was really into like the big ass Balenciaga yeah, shoes or yeah. you know all of those kicks, whatever like that. Dunks. But I mean, it, it, it depends, you know. The waffle stompers. Like I, yeah, yeah. You said what? Up? He said dunks. I said I fuck with some dunks. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. no. I'm not. Ta- I'm talking like about I'm like Rick though. Owens, like Rick Owens or something like that. No, oh, no. I like, I like the Rick Owens. Yeah, I like the Rick Owens. Owens. Those yeah. Chuck Taylor joints. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like those a lot. Leather sandals. Oh, you gotta rock them. You- nah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of leather sandals? Slippers, thong slippers. Anywhere from anywhere from Birkenstocks to thong sandals to like even the the Jesus Grill specials. I definitely no got go. the Jesus sixes on when it's I touched no the grill. Lil just cop some too. I be seeing them Africans. You know, there's a lot of Africans out here, so I be seeing them Africans. Yeah, yeah. They really be rocking them uh, the leather it's sandals. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. And so you know, people you know pluck from different cultures, and you know, you be I be catching the leather sandal vibes out lately. It's real hot. Uh, yesterday I was out with the fam. I seen a lot of leather sandals, so that's why I added this. To it's them. only for the grill for me. Okay, okay. So it's a it's a no go for you, Drew. Personally, okay. <laughs> Hoochie Daddy shorts. I think I got some on right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's a go for me. It's a go. It's, it's a lot of Hoochie Daddy shorts on in this room. It's Hoochie Daddy oh, shorts and Twan. Yeah, I usually have one too. I just I yeah. figured I wear some pants today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we back. We back in the eighties, man. Yeah, it's bad. Okay, I'm, I'm glad everybody can see the same you know vision. We don't got no, we don't got no motherfuckers stuck in the two thousands in here. And the last one, man, fake jewelry. Go or no go? No go. So no go. That shit'll break me out, my boy. I got sensitive no skin. Go. You're not with the people who like go get like the big ass things. Like we're not getting the real shit. We're just gonna get the fake one. No go. No, no, no circumstance. JD, no circumstance. You're not. Here. I ain't a jewelry guy. I had the same for ten years. Yeah, okay. Not a big jewelry guy. Okay. No go. No go. Yeah, All right. Okay. No green skin. Now, if you are gonna wear that fake stuff, though, wearing in the club, nobody's gonna notice difference. <laughs> That's true. All right. Some rich person told me that. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. In the league, yeah. Somebody in the league told me that. It was like they wear their fake stuff in the club. Okay, just to go to the club, though. The real shit is everywhere else. So the caveat to the fake jury is you can wear fake jury in the club. If they steal it, it's fake. Yeah. That's true. But what if you just wearing it, not thinking about it getting stolen? Well, I mean, you don't ever think about getting robbed. That's not why they wear the fake jury, then? I don't know. What's the reason behind it? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what the reason is behind it. All right, we got two more, and then we out of here. All right. Complex just named Atlanta the, the hip-hop capital of the world. Mm-hmm. One, do you agree with it, that uh, the number one ranking for Atlanta? Or your New York bias not allowed? Um, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, Atlanta's the epicenter of culture, man. So, you know, they've been on a run, you know what I mean? And, you know, we still they still got Little Baby, they got Thug, they got Gun, they got all these guys leading the way, the Migos, all them guys, man. So, you know, and if you got new artists like Lotto, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, Atlanta is definitely hot as hell, so I'm, I'm not mad at that. Okay. Yeah. And give me your top five. Like cities? Hip-hop cities. Hip-hop yeah. cities? Hip-hop cities. <laughs> New York. So I got Atlanta, New York, right now. We talking about currently right now. Detroit, right LA. Probably Memphis. Yeah, Memphis is hot. Mm. I yeah, got Memphis up there for sure. That was a, that was a good one. I like Memphis. Memphis. I was trying to think of like you didn't hit the good ones. Yeah. 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 Huh? Big glow. Glorilla, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Everybody. money bag. Two times. Black Youngster. Mm-hmm. Key Glock. Key Glock. R.I.P. Dolph. Gotti. Gotti. Yeah, they, they uh, really big thirty. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan, bro. Who's shyster? Come on, now. 
Yeah. He's nice. And okay, I can I can actually adopt that list. I would slide New York down a little bit. Who you, who you I'm going to bring L.A. up a little bit because I, maybe I just fuck with a little more L.A. artists. I think that New York is holding on to the, the heritage. I think y'all getting like heritage points, legacy points. I don't think so. Nah, I think I mean as of recently, I don't think so. They're recent artists. I don't crazy, and then I think a lot of that switched over when Pop Smoke came on the scene. Yeah, so with like the drill style, you got Fabio, you got um, you know, and I think the females in New York are holding it down. You got Lola Brooke, Scarlett, Cola Ray. Huh? Hey, I Boy still don't man. understand. <laughs> I don't understand what Lotto was saying when she was smoking blunts as big as Coyle Ray. Ice, skinny. Oh, Ice Spice. Oh no. So why would you say no, you no, smoking no, skinny you blunts? Thought, thought she's a, a chopped up Coyle Ray name, but yeah, Ice Spice. Oh yeah, body nah, shame. Hundred percent. I mean, who? We talk nah. about Lotto body shame and oh, Ray. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never understood what smoking a blunt big as Coyle Ray. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, is that a shot, or are you just saying I smoke small blunts? <laughs> <laughs> That's me, I didn't like it. Me and Amber was in the car talking. Like, we're trying That's to figure out what that bar means. But people were upset about it. Coyle Ray, I think she was upset about it. I'm nice size. Yeah. But she's really skinny. Yeah. I think it's just wordplay. Well, she's saying she's smoking a Coyle Ray pack. We'll see. Find out on the next episode. <laughs> um, okay, and last thing, man. We got to talk ski. We got to bring it out in the HBCU yes, vibe. You're well-traveled, man. You do a lot of content with different HBCUs. Yep. Give us your top five HBCU homecomings. Drew Sanders edition. <laughs> All right, so first, I would definitely got to go with Tuskegee University. Come right? on, it's man. It's like a family reunion. We weren't going to even listen to you any further if you yeah, were saying that. Yeah, yeah. And then, I'm not even going to lie, I'm going to follow up with Jiho. Yo, was uh, nice. That's the other one I told you. I, I've been to. Oh it. I forgot to tell you. It yeah. felt like Skeegee, like, but times 10 low key. Like, it was crazy. Like, it's, it's, it's like that. It's thick. a party on, like, every corner of the campus. Like, we walk on it. And I think that's something we got to adopt, right? With Skeegee, like, we got so much land, but we don't adopt, like, all the pieces to curate experiences. But that's what they do at NCAT. Like, you go on this one strip, it's like nothing but. Cars lined up or, or, or grills lined up, people cooking. Then you go around the other corner, it's a block party with a DJ. Then you go to the other corner, it's another party. So I'm like, oh, this whole campus is yeah. active. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'll definitely put them up there. We actually going to be there. Oh, yeah, We're going to be there. We're going to be there this year for sure. Um, what an, another homecoming? I mean, Spellhouse homecoming is. So I mean, that's I guess that's what. That's, that's one. That's, no, that's, that's one. one. That's one. Spellhouse. Um, is up there for me on, on the ones that I experienced. Clark is lit. That's an AUC thing. And who else? Who I got? Who else I got that I've experienced? Um, okay, that's that's kind of my it's kind of my favorite ones, man. I, I'll go be ugly before, but I only know what I'm doing. What other school did I go to in this tour? Because I'm, I'm I didn't like Jackson State, and I'll tell the world that Jackson State. <laughs> I'm going to fan this year. They got um, a really nice first time. What happened um, in Jackson? Man, man, they try to they try to hate on me, dog. They try to hate on me, man. But that's a whole it's a whole nother conversation, a whole nother day, man. But but I, I definitely want to put I put famine. I put I put either Howard. I never experienced Howard, but just all the love that I'm hearing and mm-hmm. everybody you know talking about it, and we will be there this year. Um, Howard, you know what I mean. I'm gonna put that at number five. Okay, yeah. So we got Tuskegee, we got Jiho, we got Spellhouse, we got um, and Howard. I mean, Clark, Clark yep. and then we got Howard. Yep. 
That's the top five. Yeah, I'm probably gonna get flagged for that list, but it is what it is. Especially my people that go to FAMU, they're gonna be like, "What?" FAMU got a but, nice. Yeah, but, but shout out to FAMU, man. Um, met some great alumni from that from that uh, university. Yeah, and um, you know, looking forward to being on y'all campus this fall. It's gonna be lit. All right, Mike, Twan, JD. It's a good episode. We up. It's great. That's it. So many nuggets. Lots of love. Yeah. Yeah, man, Drew. First off, man. Second off, third. Uh huh. Oh, oh, fan question. Yeah. From the fan in the corner with your hat on. Mm-hmm. He wants to know, are you Illuminati? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am, actually. Come on. You, you, you got me, dog. <laughs> we, got, look, we got us one. Nah, Come man. <laughs> no, you know, I, we got I get asked that question all the time, man. Like, what does the eye mean? And so if you look at it, the heart is the pupil. And, you know, you got the eye, right? So, you know. I've been saying this the whole interview, but the brand is all about self-awareness and self-love. So, you know, the heart represents love. And in order to see yourself, you have to love yourself first. Come on now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, so um, that's what the I represents, man. You know, you got to change your name to like aware now. Like Diddy, you know, he's like love. (laughs) You got to change your name, bro. That's what you said. You Mr. Consistency. That's it. No, 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 no. That's somebody else's name. I like aware. Okay, you just, you aware. I'm gonna call, hey aware. Aware. Yeah. aware. I like that. <laughs> he gonna look up every time you say it anyway. Hey, aware. Yeah. I love that. That's funny. Okay, yeah. So again Aware, aware, aware. I'm gonna be in the camera like that. Aware, aware. <laughs> like <laughs> But appreciate you coming through. Go ahead. Any product that you you can see, glasses, um, bracelets, socks. Oh man, I'm I'm sitting on a drop. You said this is dropping tomorrow. Tomorrow, Foot Locker. Yeah, this, this is dropping the following. Oh day. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this episode dropping tomorrow. Yeah, so we got some new stuff that we dropping with Foot Locker on the 12th on Wednesday. So if you're listening to this, man, go to uh, FootLocker.com. You know what I mean? The this ca- the piece right here. Yeah, I got the shorts on. I got the t-shirt. That's on. nice. I was gonna um, ask you where can I get it, but yeah, now I know. Man. And if you in New York City, man, all you know, we all we in Harlem, we in uh, tr- Times Square, Brooklyn, Queens. That's fire. All over New yeah. York City. That's so, the best you know, market to be in. Yeah. One of the best. Are y'all in Chicago? Man, it yeah. means a lot, bro. You know, it means so much to me, man. I, I, I sometimes I can't even even fathom it. Sometimes, right? Nah, 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 nah. When I go, yo, especially Times Square, bro. Like, yeah, that's huge. Walking in Times Square, the Foot Locker in Times Square, and seeing my merchandise there, bro, is ridiculous, man. And then every time I go in there, cause I just be popping in, people are buying. So that just that tells me a lot, man. And um, you know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Appreciate you coming through. So, I know that, you know, just giving, you know, somebody your time and this much of your time is just, it's not easy to do. So I appreciate you spending the time, no, spending the block, coming through here, dropping these gems, having a dope conversation. I had a great time. I'm sure the listeners are going to have a fantastic time consuming this. We're going to chop some great content up. We got the no, go, no, go, go. We got some good shit here, man. So just appreciate you pulling through, oh, man, anytime, dropping anytime, the nuggets, anytime, giving us your time, anytime. pumping that good energy through our spirit. Man, I needed the energy, the inspiration, the drive. I, I told you I'm a people person. I feed off the people around me. So anytime good energy come in, I'm going to drop some hot shit. Yeah, you ain't got a sage behind me, man. That's good. I'm leaving some good vibes in. <laughs> come on, man. Nah. Nah. We, 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 yeah. Woo! This nigga's out. God damn. That nigga does some shit. But yeah, man. Appreciate it, man. Has Been's podcast, E6, E42, no, 42, the fuck? 142. We are. Hey.